Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1930. The topic is nutrition and the title is Nutrition Basics for Youth Athletes. One of my current clients has two teenagers and they were asking questions about nutrition for youth. Uh, And that would basically be kind of like teens, preteens, up until 18 years old. That's actually the number one category of people I work with for nutritional counseling, actually, like as nutrition clients. It's because a lot of times youth in sports, they the parents want to ensure that their kids are healthy and that they can perform well. And often nutrition is a realm in which parents don't know enough about to feel confident managing that on their own for their kids. So it's uh, awesome that the parents reach out and get help. And I love it because I get to educate the the, stu- the youth and the parent at the same time. Uh, I used to teach weight training and nutrition classes at the university level for over seven years. I love getting to help people, especially the younger, the better, <laughs> uh, because they have their whole life ahead of them. And, I, and I'm happy for them that if they can get to know this kind of stuff earlier in life, it's going to give them a much better life. And I know whenever I started my journey at 15 years old, my parents did a great job getting me all the information they could, but that was before the internet. So I got Arnold Arnold uh, Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding, got a couple other books, and I would get magazines every month, but it's not like the amount of information that's available nowadays. Um, it's actually kind of funny is whenever I started, there wasn't enough information, and then now there's too much information. <laughs> so I like getting to help uh, the adults plus the youth because it helps make sense of all the information that is out there in the world. So I wanted to make today's podcast to help my client. I I sent them personalized information for their schedule and whatnot, but I wanted to share information to help anyone else that's in that similar situation. So if you're an adult and you have youth in sports and you're wondering what in the world you should do (laughs) to feed them and keep them healthy, or if you're actually a youth listening to this, uh, that's awesome, and I'm glad that you're interested in getting to learn more about nutrition and training and healthy mindset, so I hope you do find the podcast helpful. What I want to do today is to share two concepts. They're, they're associated with other podcasts, so I'm going to share the numbers of those podcasts with you in the title so you can go listen to them for more information. But these are two podcasts that are the kind of the base of what I teach my clients, my nutrition clients. The first podcast is 1,147. It's a nutrition podcast titled Eat Early, Eat Often, Eat to Match. To find that podcast, your podcast player might not go back that far. You can go to our website, www.brutalirongym.com. We have a podcast player on our homepage, and underneath that player are instructions for how to find older podcasts. So podcast 1,147 Again, the nutrition podcast titled Eat Early, Eat Often, Eat to Match. This is going to help a lot because this tells us kind of our general structure of how we should schedule our meals throughout the day and to have a, uh, a general understanding of how much to eat throughout the day. 
So the concepts eat early, eat often, and eat to match. Eat early. We want to eat before we're active. You can think of this as putting, you know, gasoline in the tank of a car before you drive anywhere. Yeah, you need to put some gasoline in the tank so that we have some fuel. We want to treat our body the same way. Our body will operate without food. It doesn't like to do that. It causes a lot of stress. It um, increases the amount of cortisol, which is a stress-related hormone that we have. And when cortisol levels are high, uh, we're going to have trouble with focus, trouble with anxiety, trouble with sleep. You're going to have increased water retention, so you might just not look good. Uh, It also can cause um, the kind of fight-or-flight system of the body to be amped up, and that can cause a lot of uh, just chaos, (laughs) essentially. So our body is designed to move when we need it to, even if we don't feed it, but that's not the optimal state. That's not the best state. So for anyone, regardless whether they're youth or not, it is good to eat early in the day. So eat before you're active, so that way your body can operate and run off of the food calories, the food energy, rather than having to operate out of a deficit, which increases cortisol and causes a lot of um, just stress in the body. The next part of that is eat often. We do want to eat often throughout the day, uh, especially for youth that helps because then they don't need to eat as much per meal. If they have to get all their food in and say two meals a day or even just three, it's going to be very hard for them to do that. They might not feel hungry enough to eat as much food as they would need and or they're going to have uh, bathroom issues. So the other challenge then is can they take enough food in the different places that they need to be throughout the day? (laughs) You know, they might be able to eat a lot at breakfast, but Then at lunch, they might have a long gap in school or in sporting events till they can get to lunch. And then often they can't eat again until almost the end of the day. So it's going to be very hard to get enough food in in the first kind of two meals of the day to last all day. And then whatever they're eating at the end of the day is really hopefully just to manage recovery overnight leading into the next day. So eating often allows you to eat less per meal, which is easier on digestion, and it's easier just to kind of uh, graze and get small meals in throughout the day than having those large lump sum kind of meals. Then the last part is eat to match. We want to eat more when we move more, eat less when we move less. The other component would be to eat more carbohydrate type foods when we're active because our body breaks those foods down faster so the energy from that food is more available. Uh, When we're less active, we want to eat more fats. And that doesn't mean you have to be exclusive, you know, carbs and activity and exclusive in fats when you're inactive, but you would want to kind of weight the meal heavier into carbs when you're more active, heavier into fats when you're less active. Fats are slower digesting. They're more of a slow, sustained release of energy. So that's better whenever we don't have a high demand of energy. We just need a slow (laughs) release of energy. So that would be the first podcast and the first general concept. When I help clients create the structure of their day. We try to eat as early as we can in the day, and then we try to eat roughly every uh, two to five hours throughout the day. That typically means we have a a kind of like a a breakfast meal, then a mid-morning, a lunch, a mid-afternoon, and then an evening meal. And then sometimes, depending on if the youth really needs to gain weight or has a really high activity demand, we might eat again right before we go to bed. Sometimes these are just shakes, sometimes they're whole foods, sometimes they're quick snacky foods, but we are consuming calories uh, on average five to six times per day, and that tends to work very well 
in the sense of giving them good daily energy, uh, a good enough amount that they can feel full at each meal, but not overly full and overly stuffed. And it allows them to kind of partition their day out rather than having to take all these foods with them uh, throughout the entire day. So that tends to work very well. That is the first kind of concept that we use. The second concept is related to podcast 1537, which is a nutrition podcast titled What Makes a Good Meal Good? (laughs) And this is very helpful to know because we want to know, are we having enough calories in the meal? Do we have enough protein in the meal? And should we be focusing more on carbohydrates or fats in the meal? That podcast will help you answer all those questions. Uh, For youth, it can be challenging to find the right amount of calories because they tend to need a lot of calories compared to body weight uh, as compared to adults would. Kids are more active. They're still growing. Their body's doing a lot of uh, growth and maintenance repair while they're also moving around a lot. So their calorie need per pound of body weight is going to be much higher than what an adult might be used to. So it can be challenging to find the right calorie amount if you're following typical um, standards of caloric uh, estimation, assuming you're following adult standards. So kids do need more in relation to their body weight. So that is something to keep in mind. And I'm going to give you some ideas on how to track this and adjust in a little bit. Then protein, we do need some protein. Absolutely. Protein builds muscle. It repairs muscle. It does a lot of things in our body, like regulating body temperature, regulating pH levels in the blood. It does a lot, a lot, a lot. So we want to make sure we have protein in every meal. And roughly, uh, the amounts of protein I've found to be pretty consistent with the adult recommendations, which would be 0.8% to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. It does depend on the type of activity that the youth is doing. Uh, So this podcast is specific for youth athletes, which means we're assuming they're exercising. If they're doing weight resistance type exercises or very uh, aggressive body weight movements where there's a lot of plyometrics, a lot of jumping, a lot of sprinting, they're going to have a higher protein demand than somebody who has maybe a less active sport or a more uh, endurance-based sport. In general, though, that 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein tends to work very well as a ballpark figure of where to start with. Then carbohydrates and fats, again, it's just timing. If I'm active, I want to eat more carbohydrates. If I'm inactive, I want to eat more fats. And that is how we make up the calories uh, to get to our daily total. The daily total amount per youth that I work with is a wide range, a very wide range. Some of the youth are body weight times 15. Some of them are up to body weight times 20. Uh, So that can give you a, a very large guesstimation. But that's typically the range that I find for calories. And then, like we said, protein was 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight. And then carbs and fats, you would just need however much uh, allows you to reach your target calories for the day, given the calories that you're already allocating to protein. So that is a general structure. Those are general concepts that I use when teaching uh, adult and youth on how to manage their nutrition. The other components that we go through are how to track this stuff. Um, How do they know when to adjust things? There's self-reported hunger. So you can ask the youth, or if you are the youth, ask yourself, (laughs) on a scale of one to to five. 
we use a hunger scale of one to five. One is I'm, I'm rarely hungry, if ever. Three is I'm hungry sometimes. Uh, usually I'm hungry enough for my meals. If I'm late on a meal or I miss a meal, I'll notice I'm, you know, I have an increased hunger. So I'm hungry enough to eat my food, but not too hungry. And five on a hungry scale is I'm hungry all the time. I, I'm always, always, always craving and wanting more food. That is good to know because it's going to help. Um, it, it's going to really help in a lot of ways uh, for longevity of life, like in the quality of their life as they get older, is if you can learn to understand your body's hunger at any age, that is extremely helpful. So to get it when you're younger is even great, uh, greater. But if they're not hungry and you know they're under eating, then that is something where we do track a lot of other things as well. So hunger scale isn't the only thing we track. But typically, if, a, if the youth is hungry for more food, they're at a good kind of body weight, a good body fat percentage. They haven't had any recent major spikes in uh, you know uh, unwanted body weight gain or unwanted body fat gain. Um, then if they're hungry, let them eat more, especially if you have room for protein. If you're not up to the 1.2 grams per pound of body weight protein target, that would be a good place to increase first because it's less likely that the excess protein would be converted over to body fat. It's more likely that it will be used for various reasons and various things uh, in their body. So I would maximize the 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight first as you would increase calories. And then you would go ahead and increase calories, but increasing them earliest in the day first. So I'd want to make the first meal of the day bigger than the second meal of the day bigger than the third meal of the day before I would make like the end of the day having more food. uh, Combined with the hunger scale, we also have a daily energy scale. One is just super duper low energy, falling asleep in class. Definitely not good. That can be an indicator that we want to have more food. Uh, three is good energy, you know, not bouncing off the walls, but not super sleepy, feeling okay. Five is I've great energy, very rarely, if ever, sleepy. I actually might have trouble going to bed. Uh, I just have too much energy. And that's often related to under eating uh, or not eating enough at the beginning of the day because they actually increase cortisol, that stress hormone we talked about. And then that can cause sleep problems. So it's actually an indicator that maybe we're not eating enough earlier in the day if their energy levels are so high or they have trouble with sleep. The next thing we look at is an activity energy. So when they're in their sport, you know, how are they feeling? One, no energy at all. Three is pretty good energy. Five is they feel great. We want that to be a five all the time. (laughs) We want them always feeling great. And then we can also look at performance. You know, recently in the last, you know, couple weeks, couple months, has their, their performance been steadily increasing? Has it started to drop off? If it started to drop off, that might be an indicator that we're not eating enough food, especially if they're also hungry and especially if they're also falling asleep in class or sleepy throughout the day. So all of these scales we kind of, um, you know, use together to get a, a big picture of what's going on. And then the last thing is you can use body weight. I've had mixed reviews from parents. Oh my gosh, mixed reviews. Uh, Some parents love using body weight because they want their children to know how to understand body weight changes at the earliest age possible so they don't have issues with that emotionally and mentally later in life. Other parents have those emotional and mental issues so they don't want their kids to have to deal with body weight at all. I am of the belief that 
Uh, I'm not a big fan of avoiding it because at some point in time in their life, uh, you know, if they start a diet or if they want to change their their appearance later on in life, they might want to start using a scale. And if they don't know how to use that or they don't know how to respond to that properly, that can cause the emotional and mental stress that you're trying to save them from. So, for example, I have clients all the time, they'll weigh themselves from one Monday to the next Monday and maybe they go up 0.3 pounds. And if they're at a fat loss goal, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad, I'm so bummed, I gained weight, this is awful, I've been trying so hard, I'm so discouraged. And it's like, oh my gosh, it was only 0.3 pounds. Like, that is absolutely within a normal daily fluctuation. They can weigh themselves the next day and all of a sudden they're down 0.3. (laughs) So in those cases, I usually have to send them a podcast that explains that and then kind of, you know, talk them down uh, from feeling discouraged. And all of a sudden the next week they're down, you know, 1.2 pounds or something. Uh, Body weight does fluctuate a small amount every day, usually for most people, especially if your food fluctuates. Uh, it's, It's all normal. So I'm a fan of teaching youth what their body weight, like why their body weight responds that way and that their body weight is only one of many units of measurement that we could use to track and see if what we're doing is making progress. And then also in certain sports, weight is has to be tracked. <laughs> so for example, in wrestling, I work with a lot of youth wrestlers and they have to track their weight. So I help them understand that and we help modify and control their weight in a healthy way that doesn't stunt growth or uh, cause injuries or anything. So the typical weight range that you would find if you are tracking body weight is before, before puberty, it's estimated to be average that a uh, a youth would gain 5 to 10 pounds per year. You're going to have some lean years. You're going to have some higher years. Uh, it's just an average, and it just gives you a ballpark. So if, if in before puberty, if you gain 25 pounds one year, that's probably excessive. <laughs> and uh, if that didn't come with a lot of height, uh, that might mean that we're you know eating too much uh, sugars. We're eating too much food overall. Uh, we have to maybe kind of double check what's going on. Uh, whereas if you've gone two years and you haven't gained a pound, we're likely under eating and we need to kind of double check that as well. Uh, this was actually something I struggled with whenever I was younger. I was anorexic. I only ate one meal a day for two and a half years. Uh, at 15 years old, I was, um, 165 pounds. And then at 18 years old, I'd been working out every day pretty much for three years, two years with weights, and I still only weighed 165. So I went three years and didn't gain a pound uh, because I severely underate. I didn't gain a bunch of muscle and lose a bunch of fat. I, I got four inches taller and stayed the same weight, which means I actually severely lost weight. Uh, it was very unhealthy, but at the time... You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't. I wasn't educated, and I, I was. I felt fat at 15, and I thought if I just didn't eat anything, my body would burn off all the fat, and that was not the case. <laughs> so I'm very happy now to get to work with youth uh, if they have those kind of issues or struggles, and I do work with people who have um, diagnosed uh, eating disorders uh, for educational purposes, and that's very helpful as well. Uh, but. That gives you an idea before puberty. Uh, the the general uh, you know average is five to ten pounds per year. 
after puberty all the way up to 18 years old, uh, the typical weight gain is about 10 to 20 pounds. Now, again, you might be a little below, might be a little above, depends on spurts, uh, but that's the kind of typical range that you'd be looking for. Uh, and that gives you kind of like ballpark figures. The idea that I wanted to do today was to discuss all of this to give the youth or, and or the parents an idea of what to do. And again, it's eat early, eat often, eat to match. So eat before you're active. Eat every two to five hours. Try to eat roughly four, five, six times a day. You want to have more calories earlier in the day, less calories later in the day. Try to have some protein at every meal. Try to have more carbohydrates when you're active. More fats when you're less active. And then track how you feel. Track that hunger scale the daily energy scale, your activity scale, and then track your performance. And if you would like, you can track your body weight as well. These are the components that I help uh, parents and youth manage with our nutrition coaching service. So if you're interested in that, let me know. You can find out more details on our website, www.brutalirongym.com. Uh, with that service, I would do a consultation with the youth and the parent, talk about what your goals are, talk about what you're currently doing. I would help set up a specific schedule, specific food choices, and help uh, manage any questions we have, any eating issues or you know preferences. It's really just personalizing the approach to your needs. And then I follow up every single week with review of what's going on, uh, answering more questions. So that service is $150 for the first month because we do the Zoom consultation. And then it's only $100 a month after that. I ask for at least a three-month kind of commitment. There's no contract for it, but but give me a couple months uh, because often it can take some time to fine-tune things. Uh, and I don't mean that as in you'll get less results. I mean that more so as in I can maximize the results you're going to get. <laughs> if you give me a little bit more uh, than just, you know, one-time visit. Uh, so I've had that happen before, which is why I like to mention it, is sometimes people think, you know, you meet with me, I send you one paper, and that's everything you need. But there are some personalization uh, components along the way, and there's a lot of opportunity for education that is with those weekly check-ins. So if you're interested in that, again, you can go to our website, or you can shoot me an email at brutalirongym at gmail.com. Okay, hopefully this was helpful, gave you some good stuff to think through. Remember, you can listen to podcast 1147 and podcast 1,537. And you can find those podcasts by going to our website, www.brutalirongym.com. Go to the podcast player we have, and underneath that are the instructions on how to find older podcasts. If you need anything, if you have any questions, let me know. My email is brutalirongym at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.